1: Welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I am chatting with Lindsay Wander. Lindsay is the founder and CEO of WorldWise Tutoring and can be found online at worldwisetutoring.com. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am very curious to learn about your tutoring business to understand who exactly you're you're helping and how you are helping those clients.
2: So I usually say we're helping the students that the traditional system isn't working for them, which is most students, because the traditional system is pretty broken right now and quite antiquated. Um, so we work with a lot of students who have learning difficulties, students who are maybe super bright and bored with the system, students who might have behavior issues um, or just students that are you know, not being challenged by, by what's going on. And so we're often a lot of families last resort of we've tried all these things and we just nothing is working and they come to us and we kind of work with the student on a more personal level to teach them strategies that they can use in all classes, in all facets of life, and eventually get them off of a tutor. That's really our ultimate goal.
1: It's interesting when you've listed the different types of students you help that you mentioned behavior problems and kids who are bright and bored, because I don't think those are typically situations where parents or, or guardians think about, oh, we should get a tutor. So could you share more about that?
2: So it's funny because I think that was me when I was a kid. <laughs> I was bright and bored and became a behavior issue as a consequence of it. And I think that a lot of the reason why I'm in the business I'm in now is to be that person that I kind of wish I had as a child. And even as talking about it now, a lot of adults are like, man, where were you when I was in school? I needed someone like you because kids are naturally curious. They're naturally innovative. but we have a system in place that isn't really speaking to those natural tendencies, and it's not challenging them. It's not giving them you know, the strategies and the skills they need to be able to succeed. We have a lot of things where we're, you know, we're just telling them to memorize certain things or to get a certain score on a test, and that's how we equate intelligence. And so a lot of students see through that. And they're like, what's the point of this? Why am I memorizing this math equation? How is it going to be valuable in my life? And they rebel against the system. And what we do is we see that as their way of finding their unique voice and advocating for themselves. And rather than having them act out, we then try to help them fit better into and make the system work for them and find enjoyment and learning again. Um, And even in maybe helping others, you know, because if they are. Bright and bored, there they can use that opportunity to help others who maybe are struggling. So really, when you when you go down to all of the students that come to us, the parents are often coming and saying, I want a high grade, I want a high score. But when we dig a little bit deeper, there's something underlying that's preventing that student from getting that grade and score that they desire. And it's usually nothing to do with academics. It's usually having something to do with anxiety or you know, a lack of self-awareness or um, struggling with executive functions or leadership or advocacy and so many other skills that are just not necessarily taught. And so we come at it the back way. We, we really go through it and make sure that we address all of these issues that a lot of other educators just won't even touch. And when we do that, not only do the grades and scores improve, but the kid starts to enjoy learning. They start to be more confident, more independent, take more of a leadership role. And like I said, eventually don't need us anymore, which is a really, really great feeling to know that we've empowered them to be able to you know, take control of their own life.
1: And you've done this for many people. You've really grown your business and attained a lot of influence in your industry. Would you share a little bit about how you grew your business and attained that influence?
2: You know, it wasn't a straight path. I'm sure a lot of people listening (laughs) have the same story where it wasn't like I woke up one day and said, I want to own a tutoring business. In fact, it just kind of unraveled in front of me. Um, And here I am now 10 years into the business looking around like, oh my gosh, I'm actually an entrepreneur. Like this is really where I'm at. So it really was following my intuition or my gut, whatever you want to call it, every step along the way when certain things would happen, whether it would be, you know, being in a job where I felt like my skills were not valued and I wasn't making a difference and I knew there was so much more I could do. So quitting it and starting something on my own or picking up and moving across the country or across the world because uh, opportunity really drew me in. Whatever it is, I really followed my gut on it. And in doing so, I've gained a lot of experience in assessing how to determine when something might feel a little scary, but is the right thing to do. And when something feels scary, and I need to pause and take a little break and kind of back off of it. And with that, you know, I've been able to grow my business single-handedly to the point that now I have 60 tutors in two different states. I have a second business. Um, we're helping, you know, kids that are now going through the whole process and coming out and giving me feedback on, you know, how that's influenced their life now as adults. And, Beyond that and unforeseen consequences, I've been able to create jobs for people that they love. Um, I didn't really think that through, but I get feedback from tutors and my staff all the time about, thank you, you know, for giving me this work and for, you know, allowing me this opportunity, which is also a really cool side effect of owning a business.
1: I love watching your face light up as you talk about the influence you've had on the kids and the tutors and you shared a little bit about what your staff has told you, could you maybe share a a comment or a story or a couple of comments that you've had from some of the kids you've tutored who've gone through that system and come back and talk to you about the impact on their life?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say a couple of things that stand out to me are cases where We start working with the student and actually notice immediately that there is actually a learning difficulty there. Um, One instance that jumps out at me is I had an 11th grader that I was helping to prep for the ACT, and within 10 minutes of our first session, I knew she was dyslexic. And there is a tricky situation there. How do you tell the parent without making them feel guilty, but also not stepping on any toes? But at the same time, you know, this child needs to have this identifier so we can then have strategies to help manage that difficulty rather than limit them. Um, So I did talk to the mom. I provided them with resources. Sure enough, she went and got evaluated. The doctor was like, how has she gone this long? And nobody's noticed like she, and this poor girl is in Mandarin on top of it. Can you imagine being dyslexic and trying to write, you know, Mandarin? Um, So you know, we've figured out a bunch of strategies to work for her. And she's one of the ones that had since reached out to me um, recently has started her own business and is it's a virtual assistant business. And so she's really learned to fine tune and not, you know, her, her strengths and not let that learning difficulty stop her. And, you know, she told me, you know, thank you so much for helping me identify my struggles and, you know, giving me tools that I still use, you know, through college and through life. And that's just one of those moments where I'm not really big on labeling people, but I do think if we can meet people where they are and help them to find their place and forge their own path, then it really does set them up to have the power and the tools to move forward and to continue be continue to be successful.
1: That's a beautiful story. So, As you built your business, as you learned to follow your intuition, what do you think was the the biggest or the most difficult or the most interesting challenge that you moved through during that building process?
2: Hiring the first one was very hard. Um, It's a service-based company and allowing someone else to provide a service to my clients who I've gotten through referrals and has my name attached to this company, it's very hard to trust that someone's going to do it well and to relinquish that control in a way. But it was a friend of mine that was said to me, you know, a couple of years into me having the business, I was working seven days a week, like 12 hour days running all over the city. And she said, you have to hire someone. And her exact words were, The first one you hire is going to be the hardest. And then after that, you're going to wonder, why didn't I do this sooner? And it's so true. I have 60 tutors now. um, And over the years, it's been, you know, about over 100 that have kind of come and go. So there is definitely a challenge in relinquishing and delegating um, some of your tasks. But again, I would just, you know, default to what I said before, that there's also joy in knowing I'm creating jobs that people actually love. And that's giving me um, more of a drive to continue to grow so I can keep creating work for them. I've also just learned how to better guide my tutors, how to be supportive of them the same way I am with my students. So how to provide them with tools, but also nurture them to be able to find their own strengths and to continue to grow. And that's what I get a lot of feedback on is, you know, that they appreciate how they've grown as not just an educator, but as a person in having learned our practices. Since we do a lot of mindfulness, we do a lot of self-awareness with the students, a lot of them start applying it to their own life. Um, And, you know, the way I am with them in terms of being more empathetic and, you know, trying to really be not so much like a boss, but more of a leader has really helped them to be that in their lives. So modeling it for them And it really is, you know, kind of all the same in the sense, you know, you're, I have me with my students, I'm now applying it, you know, I'm in a position of teaching the teachers. And even more recently, I'm teaching the parents and teaching the, you know, the school staff and trying to share our methodologies with others. And what I've found that's been cool is rather than just this little circle that I can work with, and I'm limited by time and space, the ripple effects of, you know, spreading this information out and providing these tools, and then that rippling out has just been a really cool feeling to know that, you know, I'm invoking changes in places I don't even know about.
1: There are so many ways that you are <laughs> using your influence. And we've touched on a number of them in and you just you just said it again, this ripple effect of everything that you're doing. So what are your goals for your influence as you move forward?
2: I want to continue to empower not just my students, But my tutors and I would say even more importantly, the parents to have strategies to help them create or sorry, I should say raise confident and independent lifelong learners. Because I think that this idea of education seems very mystical and separate. And now that we've had the kids home and parents have in a way become teachers I think they're starting to realize that they have a bigger influence on their children's lives than than they knew before. And so I'd like to continue to empower them with tools. So I've taken, you know, what we do as educators and broken it down to here's what you can do at home with your child. And it has the same effect. A lot of it comes down to just changing the way you talk to the kids or the opportunities you give to them, small, small, little changes that in a sense. Rather than feeling overwhelmed, it's meant to take the pressure off the parents because a lot of my advice is back off, (laughs) you know, let them struggle, let them be bored, let them figure it out. You know, this is good for them. This builds resistance, this builds innovation, this builds resilience. Um, And so, you know, I'm trying as much as I can to demystify education and to empower people to, you know, be actively changing the lives of those around them.
1: So Lindsay, where can we find you online?
2: So for WorldWise Tutoring, like you said before, you can go to worldwisetutoring.com. On that website, you'll also see our blog for parents and educators, our student handbook with a bunch of resources for students and all of our links for our social media where I present a ton of resources and free events. So check those out. I also have a nonprofit where we're giving the same high quality tutoring to low-income students of color. And that's called Educate, Radiate, Elevate. And our website is EducateRadiateElevate.org. And you'll get a bunch of really cool stuff there as well.
1: That is wonderful, Lindsay. And I know that you are really passionate about helping people. We were chatting before we came on air and you mentioned that you started this nonprofit just from the passion of helping. So if you could maybe just take a minute and tell us just a little bit about that.
2: Sure. I've just, I've really been struck by how the school closures and the pandemic in general has disproportionately affected our communities, our black and brown communities. And so, you know, I've always had a passion for helping our underprivileged children. That's where my originally started my classroom experience, but I wasn't really sure how to do it. And the idea was presented to me to start a nonprofit and I jumped on it the next day. Um, So we've been around for four months now. We are a 501c3 charity. And the goal is to, again, empower the most vulnerable youth with these tools that will help them in school, but also beyond school. And I see that as a vital component of really uplifting society, hence the name Educate, Radiate, Elevate. And so... um, a lot of people have this idea of, you know, we're over here and they're over there. But I, I really am trying to show people that there is a connection. We are all, you know, part of the same society. And it is, it is important that we are helping those communities that need us most.
1: It's a beautiful mission. And I love how much you enjoy your work, both in the tutoring side and the nonprofit tutoring side. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with us here today.
2: Thank you for allowing me to
0: share it. It's my favorite topic. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit HTTPS colon slash slash com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh. And thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.